feel I'm going to have nosebleeds while I'm up here. <laughs> you know, the question on a particular job application read this. Have you ever been arrested? Well, the applicant printed the word no in its place. But the next question, which was a follow-up to the first, it asked why. Well, not realizing that he did not have to answer this part, that one honest applicant wrote, I guess it's because I never got caught. <laughs> there was a Jeff Denzinger cartoon that shows a company president announcing to his staff, gentlemen, this year the trick is honesty. From one side of the conference table, a vice president gasped, brilliant. And across the table, another vice president mutters, but so risky. <laughs> there was a cartoon in the New Yorker magazine that showed two clean-shaven middle-aged men are sitting together in a jail cell. One inmate turns to the other and says, you know, all along, I thought our level of corruption fell well within the community standards. <laughs> yes, my friends, we have a crisis in our land. A crisis of honesty, integrity, ethics, morality, and what the Bible speaks today calls righteousness. Our newspapers and magazines abound with stories of people and corporations who have slipped and fallen. We've all been inundated with these news stories recently. You could probably name several recent examples off the top of your head. There was years ago, Leona Helmsley, Jimmy Baker, Ivan Boisky. Our list could go on and on without mentioning any current ones. We've become a nation of cheaters. Sometimes we cheat a little. Sometimes we cheat a lot. It is the big, is it a big deal? The answer is a resounding, yeah, yeah, it really is a big deal. For one thing, society suffers, you know, when we cheat. There was a man who confessed to his pastor that he stole something. He said it was a small hammer from the steel mill where he worked. He said everybody was doing it though, no big deal. Ah, but his pastor, told him about a report in the newspapers that he read that thefts at this particular mill averaged out to $1,000 a week. His hammer, along with what others were taking, was costing that company $50,000 a year. And to make up for that loss, his pastor noted that the factory raised the price of steel and consequently anyone who was buying a car, purchase an appliance, remodels their house, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, has to pay the price for that hammer you stole. You didn't hurt the company, the pastor said to him. You hurt everybody in this city. And you know what? He was right. We hurt the entire society when integrity is not maintained. We also hurt people we love. In 1987, there was a U.S. News and World Report and a CNN poll that Americans said that the quality which they thought was most important in a friend was honesty. It was considered to be more than twice as important as sharing common interests 
or having a sense of humor. Think how terrible it is to have a friend or a child or a parent or a husband or a wife whom you cannot trust. If I were a young person considering a potential mate, like for example, for marriage, and believe me, that time has gone, the quality I think I would look for first is integrity. Can he or she be trusted? That might be the best argument for saying no to sex before marriage. If a young person can handle this temptation, then he or she can handle almost any integrity buster that comes along. He or she is a person of character. When we cheat, we hurt people we love. Of course, there is one more consideration. And integrity or righteousness is a big deal because it matters to God. Jesus said, for I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never, never enter the kingdom of heaven. We have been talking about integrity. Righteousness is even a more important concept. It carries the idea of doing right, but also of our rightness with God. We are to do right always because that is indeed what God requires of us. Now the difficult part, though, how? How shall we be a people of integrity? How shall we have righteousness surpassing that of the Pharisees? Well, let me give you four very important guidelines. One, always be honest. If you cannot be honest, remove yourself from that particular situation you're in. Remember, integrity is not a 90% thing or a 95% thing. Either you have it or you don't. And if you have it, it's got to be 100%. Always seek to do the right thing. You know, centuries ago, Quakers faced an imprisonment and even death because in court they would refuse to swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. What was their moral dilemma? It was not only in swearing to God, but in swearing to tell the truth only in the courtroom. This, they thought, suggested that outside the courtroom, Truth was an option, and therein was the problem. Telling the truth is not an option. Always seek to do and say what is right. If, however, you find yourself tempted or pressured to do the wrong thing, run. Run like hell. That may mean quitting your job or breaking off a relationship. Some, some temptations are like giants, you know. They are almost unbeatable. In such cases, I think we need to flee. Some persons delight in getting others to do wrong. We need to separate ourselves from those people. Always be honest. And if you can't be honest, remove yourself from that situation. 
Second thing, treat others the way you would like to be treated. Yeah, that's the golden rule. Put yourself in the other person's place and ask yourself, how would you like to be treated? Would you want to be discriminated against because of the color of your skin? Would you want it to be taken advantage of in a business transaction? People of integrity think of others. There was recently a sociologist at the University of Washington found, this is really fascinating, that willow trees transmit a warning to other willow trees from as far away as 200 feet. When caterpillars are attacking, the trees emit a chemical signal that travels on the wind. This enables distant trees to prepare their protection fennel in the leaves in which is distasteful and ugly to the caterpillars. This advanced warning of an attack really amazed the scientists. The individual trees have the ability to behave in a way that benefits not just themselves, but their whole species. Are we not higher forms of species than willow trees? Treat other people as you would like to be treated. And there's a third one. Always, always give your best. Integrity, righteousness is not simply a negative quality. It is not simply a matter of never doing wrong. Rather, it is making your life an offering to God. It is seeking to be a person more concerned about the quality of your life than the quality of your automobile. A person who is lazy or who doesn't try is not a person of integrity. By being slack at any task, you show blatant disrespect toward yourself, toward those affected by your slackness, and ultimately, you really show disrespect to God. A person of integrity never shirks responsibilities. You know, in fact, he or she often goes an extra mile. A person of integrity is a kind of person you want to have as your employer or employee, a husband or a wife, a parent or a child. My friends, always, always give your best. And finally, remember the price that Christ paid for our cheating. Cheating is seen for what it is in the light of the cross. Henry Nowen tells the story of a family he knew in Paraguay. The father was a doctor, and he spoke out against the military regime there and its human rights abuses. Local police took their revenge on him by arresting his teenage son and then torturing him to death. The father responded with the most powerful protest imaginable. At his son's funeral, the father displayed his son's body as he found it in the jail, naked, scarred from electric shocks and cigarette burns and beatings. All of the, the villagers passed the corpse, which lay in that coffin, not in a coffin, rather, but on a blood-soaked mattress from the prison. 
Is that not what God did on Calvary? Just look at your crucifix. He laid it all out there for all to see the price that must be paid for humanity's refusal to obey God's law. Does it matter whether we seek after righteousness, whether we are persons of integrity, high morals, honesty, ethics? It matters to our society. It matters to people that we love. Most of all, it matters to God. Always be honest. And if you can't be honest, remove yourself from that situation. Treat others as you would have them treat you. Give of your best in everything you do and always remember the price paid for our sins. Once there was a man who was so busy climbing the ladder of success, he forgot to watch his step. I really hope that's not our story. Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, as we heard in today's gospel, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. May God bless you.